Hey, you guys, we're excited to announce new merch. Go to stonerchickspodcast.com and check out the merch tab to see all of these new hats and mugs that we've got. The mugs say smoke your weed on one side and have a nice little leaf design and they say Stoner Chicks Podcast on the other. And there's beanies that say SYW, you know, we know, smoke your weed. Check it out. There's all different colors. It's going to be a great time. We just wanted to get cozy with you. Some of them have pom-poms. They're going to be really cozy, very fashionable. Stoner chickspodcast.com merch Welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Stephanie Thompson. And I'm Grace Penzel. And we're so freaking stoked and not yet stoned to be with you today. I want to know, what are you ladies smoking? Ooh, uh, well, I'm smoking Lazy Bee Farms. I don't know the strain Ooh, yeah. because it comes in these cool jars and the label falls off. Oh. And so... <laughs> I have no idea, but I love Lazy Bee Farms. Lazy Bee's great. Where are they? Where do they grow the weed? Winthrop, which is actually is a really Winthrop. cute little town up in north central Washington. Is that Check the town out. that was kind of like pioneer town-ish? Yes. Okay, yes. I went there as a kid. It's what I consider way cooler than Leavenworth. Oh, If you want sure. the experience of like kind mm. of like manufactured way. And what are you smoking, Kayla? I'm still smoking my Phoebe weed, which I now know to be the strain that I've been trying to find out the name of for <laughs> episodes now is Grandi Guava, which is a strut. I looked it up and it's a cross between gelato and guava. And it's an indica leaning strain that medicinally is used to treat anxiety, stress and depression. Wow. Oh, check, check, and check. Check, check, and checkity, check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this weed does not make me anxious, which is great because I'm going to be smoking it for months. And I can't wait to see how many months. Like, I'm very curious to know how long this weed is going to last me because I can make weed last for a long time sometimes. I feel like also something with you, Kayla, is like gift weed tends to last you a long time. It's almost like some sort of like miracle effect. Like, remember when you had that Acapulco gold that just lasted for fucking ever? <laughs> yeah, I do. That's because I bought a giant bag of it because it was... Oh, you bought it. It lasted a long time for me. Maybe that's the miracle I'm thinking <laughs> oh, of. Oh, yeah. I did gift some to you guys in your Easter eggs on 420's Eve. Good thing I have a good memory. <laughs> Oh my God, I can't wait for 420's Eve. It's the best holiday of the year I now. <laughs> I know. I'm really know. excited for it. Speaking of poor memory, we'll see how the rest of this episode goes because I'm about to smoke something special. This was a birthday blunt that was given to me by my dear boyfriend, Milkman, aka Jeff, <laughs> also known as Jeff. It's from Sitka Hash House and... It says traditional hashish, cascade cream mixed with hash rosin, hash wrapped blunt. Ooh. And I'm not going to smoke a ton of it, which I think you're supposed to like kind of light it and Sit smoke on the it. whole thing because it's hash. But it's uh, 36%. And 
I don't want to be totally useless for this episode. So, but I do want to smoke a little bit of it. So I'm going to light this up. It says you're supposed to, you're supposed to let it burn for eight to 10 seconds, blow the flame out and inhale. So anyway, carry on while I go through this whole Well, I, I just wanted to talk about me shopping at uh, the grocery store high the other day, (laughs) yesterday, this morning, someday, recently. (laughs) I had a very strict list. You know what I mean? I write my lists out. I bring it. Mm-hmm. And then I walk past shit that just speaks to me, like f- frozen funfetti pancakes that you put in the toaster. Whoa. What? Funfetti. I didn't buy them. And now I've been dreaming about them. It's been, I think, one <laughs> night. Well, then you need to go back. I you think I'm going to go back to the QFC. The, I call it the Queefsies. <laughs> Which is for the people not in the Northwest, it's like... It's like a Kroger's or whatever, the Fred Meyers or I don't know. Stop and shop for an Albertsons or a Safeway. Yeah. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. (laughs) But Funfetti frozen pancakes that like, you know, like an Eggo waffle, but it's Funfetti pancakes. I need to buy it. That's really fucking good. Okay. Grace is coughing. Her eyes, she has, she is dying. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I've actually never seen Grace cough like that before. I, neither have I. She's giving <laughs> us this like, oh my God, oh no. She just did it again. Is it really that harsh? Oh, she's giving us. She's muted. Okay. I know. <laughs> Probably for the best. But I think she's going to get delightfully high. It's a, do I let listeners know? It's a stoner movie book club day. It is. Why wouldn't we let them know? Did we not announce it last week? We must have. We must have. Yeah, we had to have. Oh, Grace is, is she back? Is she alive? Grace, are you with us? I don't know if we announced it. We can edit it later. Okay. <laughs> Hello, I, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, keep all this in. It's fine. <coughs> are you okay? Oh, no. That are looks you... like a harsh ass blunt. Ooh. You did a Popeye cough of it like. It was so the... good. <laughs> It was so, it tastes so good, but how do I put it out now? It was purple. I'm just going to put it, I'm going to put it back in the thing and I'm going to cap it and hope that it just suffocates. That might be stupid. I bet there's someone out there who's listening to this that's like, what are you doing? You're ruining a perfectly good blonde. I do that all the time and it does kind of make everything smoky, but it works very well for when you're in public and just need to put it out real quick. Yeah. Sometimes I'm a single serving gal doing a podcast product review. And this product review so far is, I feel pretty good. Excellent. And I am ready to dive into Stoner Movie Book Club. Oh, for a second, I thought you were going to sing Summer Series. And then I remembered we're not in the Summer Series anymore. (laughs) No. Winter series. Ooh, I'm cold. <laughs> Get your cold. weighted blankets on and your earmuffs. Yeah. The film that we watched today is the 2023, that's right, this year, film 80 for Brady, which is an American sports comedy film directed by Kyle Marvin and written by Sarah Haskins and Emily Halpern. It was produced by the former NFL quarterback, you guessed it, Tom Brady. Boo. Yeah. I didn't like when I saw his producer credit pop up on the screen. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so 
Based on a true story, the film follows four lifelong friends, played by Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field, who traveled to watch Brady and his New England Patriots play in Super Bowl 51 in 2017. And this is the movie that we're talking about. I wanted to say, first off, a little bit of background about it. So there were... The, do you guys know the story behind it at all? Well, I do now that I've seen the movie. All I know it was like loosely based on like four old women. Yeah. So there were five women actually who made up the over 80 for Brady fan club that inspired the movie. And because that's what they literally say in the film, we're all ladies over 80 who love Tom Brady. Which is like such a dorky old person thing to say and rings so true. But essentially, these five women from like 2001 had been watching this guy play football together and always getting together. And two of them had started watching football together right after their husbands passed away. And then they brought the other three women in. Now, the Two women who have been lifelong best friends. They were friends since they were in their 20s, 72 years of friendship. And they're now in real life, 95 and 94 years old. They never actually made it to the Super Bowl in person. But one of their Betty, who Sally Field plays, her grandson essentially pitched the movie idea. And somehow Tom Brady picked up on it and like reached out to these women and was like, hey, like I'm going to start a production company because I'm retiring from football because he had temporarily retired from football. Mm -hmm. I'm going to produce this movie and like I want to use your story. So, yeah. And then I just wanted to say there was a a quote that they took from them. Um, One of them had said, we had all known each other for years and we were all widows The girls all would come over for one o'clock game. They would get here at 1230. We would get settled and we would start watching. They brought hors d'oeuvres and later in the game, we'd have wine and Bloody Marys. And at the end, one of them says, so she says, even at 95, I can say life is short, too short for arguments and holding grudges. Be kind to others and kindness will find you. Betty and I have been friends for 72 years with never a harsh word. And I really feel like this movie embodies friendship. And I think that one of the reasons that it does so, so well is that the co-writers of this film also wrote Book Smart. Oh, that we every... The two women that wrote this movie, Sarah Haskins and Emily Halpern, wrote Book Smart. And we love that friendship movie. And so much of this movie, which also felt pretty true to like the like the senior population based on my own recent experiences working in a retirement community, it just felt so true to friendship. So with that, I'd like to open it up to you guys. Kayla, what was your experience of watching this movie? Um, I'll tell you, Grace, I watched this movie on an airplane. It was the perfect airplane movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, it made me. I usually kind of judge movies on how they make me feel. And this movie made me feel really good. I thought that the, I mean, I'm floored right now that it's the same writers of Booksmart 
what they achieved so well was I cared so deeply for all the main characters. And it really helps that they were played by legendary actors who we I don't think we've mentioned yet. Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Sally Field. And who's the fourth actor actor's name? Rita Moreno. I said it, but you say it again and again. Oh, OK, and again. sorry, sorry, I mean, sorry. I must have been no, 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 it's no, it's great. It's like the four, like truly four of the most legendary actresses of all time. And Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda, who are best friends in real life. Back from nine to five days. Yeah, exactly. And just finished up with Grace and Frankie and made this movie. And I'm so happy to have a new movie by them. So anyway, the four performances I thought were outstanding. And so like I found some of the plot points and like dialogue to be kind of corny, not even in a bad way, just really corny. And but like having actors that good saying the corny lines like makes sense and you just are on board. Yeah, it was fun. And it had amazing cameos throughout, like celebrity cameos. I remember seeing the billboards for this when it was coming out. And I kind of like, I don't know, I didn't take it seriously. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I didn't hear that much about it. Some stats about when it came out. It was released and projected to gross around 10 million. It went on to debut at 12.5 million and sold more tickets than Knock at the Cabin. Of the opening week audience, 47% were over the age of 55 and 69% were women, with much of the sales coming from matinee showtimes. (laughs) And so I think it came out really strong with like, women over 55 actually showing up to see this movie. Total box office, they've still made a profit on it. And so, yeah, for, fuck, I forget the name of Tom Brady's fucking production company, 199 something, but should I credit it properly? I'm I'm so annoyed by him. 199 (laughs) Productions. But I guess good for him that he was able to make a bunch of money off of this movie but more so i think it's a movie for the women that went to see it but it's really for us because we're the ones that love book smart and i wish that more people our age knew about this movie because it's a great comedy it was so funny one of my favorite jokes was sally field's character had a fanny pack and whenever she referenced her fanny pack she called it a strap-on. and everyone Well, was she like, wears it cross-shoulder, which I call it my strap-on, too. You got a strap-on. <laughs> and that's like the cool way to wear it now. That's like the cool way to wear a fanny pack now is cross No, I was down in Miami Beach wearing my strap-on, and everyone I walked by was also strapping it on. And we were like all looking at each other like you do when you're both riding motorcycles and you give the two fingers, like two wheels. Or you're both in a Jeep. Jeep people do that, too. Oh, yeah, Jeep people do. I may have a Jeep, and no one does that to me. Anyway. I thought that joke was so funny because everyone kept trying to tell her like that that meant something dirty, and she it was just over her head every time. It yeah. Was great. I loved Sally Field's character in this movie. And just to piggyback off what you guys said, the fa- I love female friendship movies. Like, do you remember the movie from the 90s with like Rosie O'Donnell and Christina Ricci and like Nora, what's her butt, now and then? Did you y'all yes. watch that? Oh my God. It's been no, too long since I've seen that. I forgot that was, did you say Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell was in that I movie. I forgot about this role and I love Rosie. Yeah, but it was all about female friendship and how 
And this was just a different, it felt like to me, like this was like the last chapter of that female friendship almost in my head when I was watching it. It just, and then there were a couple moments when I did actually squeeze out a little tear uh, when they were all supporting each other, where it was like, no matter what, we're here for each other. And I just was like, ah, fuck, I love this. I fucking love it. I love the strap on show. We'll get into it. But there is, obviously, we're not going to be talking about it. Unless unless there was a weed moment yeah, in the movie. Mm -hmm. And there definitely was. And I also really enjoyed that. And we can get into that in more detail later. But overall, I I thought it was a fun, really fun, sweet friendship movie. Yeah, I think I really enjoyed it. I love a movie that's like, we got to get to this party. Like, we got to get to the event. Mm -hmm. Like, any sort of movie that's like, we're all going to go together on this quest for this big event that we're going to be at. Like, like a super I love bad. that sort of thing. Like a road trip movie. Right, right, right. And so them going to the Super Bowl was just a really fun setup. I will say it's like, overall, I enjoyed this movie. It was not thinly veiled NFL propaganda. Like, it was like, at the end of the day, like a movie glorifying the Super Bowl, and it it just so happened that enough amazing women actually made this movie that it wasn't really about that. You know what I mean? Like, it ended up not being about the sports at the end of the day. It really was more about their friendship, which I appreciated. But there were times during it where I had to be like, oh my God, like, ugh, football. But then, you know. <laughs> yes, I agree, because, I mean, the NFL, there's problematic stuff about the NFL. But I do like that. I feel like this movie covered the genre of people who watch sports just to connect with their friends and have like yes. a reason to bond with people. Like some people like socially have trouble with that. And I think sometimes sports can be a good way for people to just like, like jump and hug and make yeah. time for one another. Literally, that happened to me this week. My friend John Miller started making a podcast called John Miller Loves the Phillies. and. I watched the tragic seventh game of that series when they lost. I can't even remember to who. Oh, the Diamondbacks. But I got on a podcast with them and we bonded together, sharing, talking about the game, even though I've never seen a Phillies game. I don't know <laughs> anything about it. But I know enough about baseball that I was able to connect with my friend when we were both feeling kind of emotionally vulnerable in this really beautiful hilarious way so in that way fine whatever fucking thank <laughs> thank you tom brady this is the only thing i will ever thank tom brady for is this movie <laughs> but yeah yeah why don't we shout out some things that we found fun <laughs> shout out to jane fonda's character who is has this kind of side hustle and she became quasi famous writing erotic fan sh fiction about another football player gronkowski yeah. Who I have a crush on. I have oh, to really? admit, I have a crush on Rob R Gronkowski. And the book <laughs> is called Between Gronk and a Hard Place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so all of that whole plot line, I fucking love that. And then at the end, she goes into the locker room. They're invited into the locker room at the end of the Super Bowl. And she finds that Gronkowski keeps a copy of her book in his locker room. <laughs> okay. Can I just say, though, her wigs were insane. Insane. 
like insanely good. No, no. I didn't think so. No. <laughs> I thought they were great. I thought they looked great. Well, but they were all they were all like bright blonde, insane wi- wigs, just yeah. like wigs that just I don't know. Anyway, I am pro older women expressing themselves that way if they oh, want. Yeah. With bodacious blonde. And the fact and that like, Jane Fonda is like perfect. Oh, yeah. With five bumpets in the hair. Let's go. <laughs> Speaking of which, I love that at one point she straight up just said like, you know what it cost me to look like this? A fortune. Just like they were just so, I feel like, honest about aging in this movie. And also about like loss and illness and like changes of phases. Rita Moreno has this like, beautiful moment. I mean, these are the best actresses of our lifetime. The best comedic actresses, for sure. But she has this moment and she's laying in bed facing Lily Tomlin and she says, I, it's so hard at night to not sleep with my husband. That's when I miss him the most and it'll never change. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, I don't know. There were just a lot of really beautiful, vulnerable, real moments in this movie. Yes, and I've been watching The Golden Bachelor. I don't know if you are, but like, yes, Thea watching yes. The Golden Bachelor, I have so many moments of that. Like, I'm loving like more representation of older people in popular media. Like, it's just they've been like oddly ignored by so many, like, like reality TV, for example, or like, I don't know, box office hit movies. Like, for a while, women were saying, like, we can't get roles. Like, they're only casting yeah. us as like, moms in their 40s and then they don't write roles for us anymore (laughs) and so like I'm just loving this I just love them yes yeah it was really good I think we should all shout out some more of our favorite funny parts from this and talk about how they treat weed in the movie 80 for Brady but before that let's take a little smoke break take a little smoke break welcome back from your smoke break stoners we're talking about 2023's 80 for brady starring lily tomlin jane fonda rita moreno and sally field and so anyway they make it to the super bowl eventually Ron Funches is there. There's a pre. There's oh, who else is in this? Patton Oswalt. Oh yeah. Uh, Billy Porter. Andy Richter. Yes. Mark Revier was the. Oh my god. Mark, Mark Revier played at the party, which we, we're about to talk about the party. So we're about to talk about the party. Anything else that comes up before the party that we want to talk to? Oh, sometimes Tom Brady talks to Lily Tomlin's character. Lily Tomlin, and I didn't, I didn't care for any of that. I just think Tom Brady sucks, and his Boo. parts. Whenever he was on screen, I was like, "Ugh, stop!" Deflate Gate, twenty fifteen. <laughs> Seahawks should have won the Super Bowl. I, is that why I hate Tom Brady? <laughs> that I just fo- I foster that Deflate Gate thing inside because that's when I was in college. So everyone, that's when I spent the most time watching football. Deflate Gate. That was a sad ending to a Super Bowl. That was 2015. Yeah, that's 2015. Oh my God. That was one of the Seahawks were riding high. And then Tom Brady came in and cheated. And then he made it because he cheated against the Colts with the deflate gate and then made it to 
the Super Bowl. Anyway, they might have still won. Who and knows? then beat the Seahawks with like five seconds left in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we were about to win and then shit. It was like, I've never seen this happen to a crowd before. I was in a very crowded bar like you do on Super Bowl. And it was like everyone was screaming, yelling, and then just silence. Oh, my God. We were watching at my old house and we had two TVs, one in a living room and one in like a family room. And we had one Pats fan in this house and he was my roommate and everyone else was a Seahawks fan. And there was literally every Seahawks fan was in one room and then just the Pats fan in the other room. And he was had the biggest fucking grin on his face at the end of that game while it was just in the other room you could it was palpable you could feel the like utter like hatred and sadness sadness of what happened oh Oh my god jane fonda's character drives an old volvo in this movie Uh uh-huh oh she does that's right she also flirts with the manager at the retirement community who's played by jimmy o yang oh that's right yeah, she's like always thrown her sexuality around in like a fun trying to yeah. get stuff. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I thought all of the scenes at the retirement community were so funny and sweet and like honestly like relatable to me having worked at a retirement community. I also liked everything that happened the day before when they're out at the I don't know, is it was it like an expo or something? It's called the NFL experience. And it's like it gets you hyped up for the Super Bowl. It's like you go meet the athletes or you meet other athletes or you and you look at merchandise. I don't know. You buy shit. Like a flea market for your team. Rita Moreno's character Mora loves placing bets. And so she places a bet that Lily Tomlin can beat this young dude who's rooting for the opposing team throwing like footballs and she wins and that was a very very funny scene that was like her whole character was she gambles like (laughs) she gambles and then oh yeah and then sally field does a hot wing eating contest which reminded me of hot ones so much and it was really guy fieri is sprinkled throughout this movie for some reason The the amount of times sally field yells Mr. Fietti, Mr. Fietti, Mr. Fietti, <laughs> Mr. So Fietti, cute. Mr. Fietti. <laughs> which actually she loses their Super Bowl tickets at the wing eating contest. And so they go to a party hosted by Guy Fieri, right? No, no he was just going to be there. He was like, that's yeah, they're going to a Super Bowl party that he's going to be at to try to find this fanny pack, the strap-on, sorry. Because the Super Bowl tickets are in the strap-on. And this is when the weed part happens. So let's move to our next segment talking about, we already know how women are treated in this movie. We love it. How is weed treated in this movie? It was, I was surprised. I thought it would go immediately when they were told, like it was like they enter this party and then it was just so nonchalant. One of the party goers was like, oh, yeah, you got a good dose or whatever. And they're like, dose? And they were like, oh, it's gummy bears, implying that they were dosed gummy bears. Anyway, and I thought it was going to go into like a, oh, my God. Like it did in um our first Stoner Movie Book Club, Too High scene. Never going back. That's how that one yes. is. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, no. 
world. <laughs> I didn't do that at all. In fact, I thought they played it fairly naturally. Like they were just kind of. <laughs> they were experienced stoners somewhat. They see they were playing it like, okay, these ladies got dosed accidentally, but they they're a little experienced with weed. Like they weren't like, oh my God, it's my first time on weed. They were like, oh, great. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. They were like more worried about being hungover or something. The only thing that was really wild that they had was Rita Moreno Mora hallucinates that everyone in this room's face is Guy Fieri, including her (laughs) own. She looks in the mirror and she's Guy Fieri, which makes so much sense now that I know that the writers of Booksmart wrote it. Because remember when they had that Barbie doll scene? Yes. When they get high and then they think that they turn into Barbie dolls. It was kind of like that. Well, she kept like winning bets because she kept going all in and saying she's going to Flavortown. <laughs> I think I she know. was the one that had three gummy bears. Like she might have gotten like 300 milligrams of weed. She ate them after they told her friends that they had been dosed. Did you notice that? No. So she ate more on purpose? Yeah. Lily Tomlin and Sally Field had already eaten theirs. And she was just holding the bag. And then that person was like, those are like dosed. And Rita Moreno hands the bag back to her and has three gummies and takes them after <laughs> being told. And then is like, oh, no. LOL. Oh, my God. The, the Guy Fieri, million Guy Fieri heads reminded me of this improv show that used to happen in Seattle. It happened maybe twice, but it was called too many Fietis and yes. all the performers were dressed like Guy Fieri and they did an improv show. It just reminded me of that joke. Like he is funny on his own, but when he is multiplied by like 20, it gets even funnier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what else happens? Oh, Sally Field, when they dance, she says, I like to dance. I never get to dance. And they go and Mark Rebier is is DJing and saying, why is nobody dancing? And he's like singing. I love him so fucking much. I saw his last tour. I love him. Yeah, I know you do. That's why I shouted out. And then they, so they all come on and they're dancing together, which is like such a fun friend thing to happen. And Lily Tomlin has a great line. She says, has anyone seen Guy Ferrari? He looks like a flaming hot Cheeto. (laughs) (laughs) And then a very handsome football man kisses Sally Field. An old football man. He's like retired football man. Well, he's, yeah, and he's 36. And Marshawn Lynch is in this, as is Retta. I fucking love Marshawn Lynch. He is my favorite football personality for sure. He was good in Bottoms, the movie. I haven't seen Bottoms yet. Check it out. Are you talking about Marshawn Lynch? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I am a Do you huge, dislike him? No, huge stan. I'm a, <gasps> oh, yeah. I'm a Marshawn Lynch stan. I I loved his football career, but I actually am enjoying his retirement way more. Yeah. Have you seen Bottom stuff? I haven't, and I need to. Okay, well, everyone yeah. check it out. Io yeah. Adibri and Rachel Senna are in it, and they're very, very funny. And with that... I want to throw it over to, normally Phoebe is here. Unfortunately, she's not here today, but I want to throw it over to Phoebe for her opinion and a bong rating. Stoner chick Phoebe here popping in to give my quick review of our Stoner Movie Book Club 84 Brady. 
This is one that I really missed my chicks for. The biggest thing missing from this movie for me was watching it with friends. It made me think about obviously female friendship so much and made me really miss my girls, Kayla, Grace, Steph, smoke your weed. All right. So I did enjoy this movie. I thought it was surprisingly funny while at times some of the script was clunky. Certain scenes were a little cheesy and awkward for a feel good movie about friendship. It definitely gave me a smile on my face. Seen as we had done nine to five before, it was super fun to be back with Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. I also had special love for the fact that towards the end of the movie, there is a Dolly Parton song that plays just to sort of represent all our nine to five ladies. The edible scene was very funny. That was actually one of my favorite parts of the movie in general. I'd say it started a little slow for me. Uh, then really picked up, of course, once the four of them, once they break Mara out of her old folks home and the friends are all together, I really started enjoying it increasingly. And when they went to the party and ate the edibles, it really became the home run. I cracked up when Mara found the mask on the wall and just says to herself, eyes wide shut. I also really loved the random guy that Sally Field sits on the bench with and has the stone conversation before they sit there. She's like dancing in a scene that I was almost a little ready to be cringe. But as she's getting ready to dance, she takes her jacket off and tosses it over her shoulder and just hits him across the face. And then later she slaps him. And I found their whole back and forth very funny. One point she says something about him being a child and he says, I'm 36. I'm a man. I found that really funny. Also, shout out Marshawn Lynch makes a little cameo in this part playing poker with Mara. Things I didn't love about this movie. Well, I actually don't like Tom Brady. I find his face very obnoxious. So eh, anytime he was in it. And I was very excited to see Guy Fieri. Fieri? Big fan. Didn't need to see him coming out of a porta potty. Other than that, pretty enjoyable movie. I'm going to give it for the bong rips a 3.5. Phoebe, over and out. And thank you so much, Phoebe. We love you so much. Time to give our bong ratings. So, Kayla. All right. I think my bong rating for this is a four. Ooh. Nice. Very nice. I was going to do 3.5, but I had so much fun talking about it that I... It's it's a solid four, I think. Yay. Steph? I was going to put, it was, we talked about it, a little corny at moments and kind of like a very football propaganda movie at a lot of points. And also, boo, Tom Brady, boo. So I was going to, I'm putting it at a 3.2. Wow. Dolly Parton also sings the closing credit song. I don't know if we talked about that. Oh, yeah, they they wrote a single for the soundtrack. And I think Brandy Carlisle's on it, too. Wait, I did not see this. Yeah, it's this. Actually, I forgot to mention that. That's why I'm actually I'm going to bump it up to a 3.4 <laughs> because the soundtrack was so good. Oh, yeah, it really was. And having freaking Mark Revier cameo. Absolutely. So 3.4 for me. I enjoyed this way more than I 
thought I was going to. Um, it was really just, I don't know. I had a good time watching it. I, there was never a moment when I was like, besides when Tom Brady was on screen, which was proportionally not enough to bo- make it bother me. So I'm going to go with the same score in the spirit of friendship and hearkening back to Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin in 9 to 5. I'm going to go with the same score that I gave 9 to 5 and give it 4.29 bong rips. All right. Oh, wait, no, that's the average score that we gave to 9 to 5. But I'll stick with our average for 9 to 5 for this one. 4.29. Excellent. And so that has been... Stoner Movie Book Club. We've got exciting things coming in 2024. I can't wait for Phoebe to tell us her idea of what we're going to do for Stoner Movie Book Club. If you have any suggestions of Stoner Movie Book Club movies, you can send them to stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. I have something to say. It is time for 60 Second Bong Box. 60 second bong box. 60 second bong box. I'm getting my little timer here ready to go. Let's do this. Let me get my bong ready to go. Bong time, bong time. What you gonna do? What you gonna do (laughs) when you need to smoke your bong bong time? And you need to do a rant because I am fired up. Are you timing yourself? I'm timing myself. I have okay. I have my little timer here ready to go. I'm going to take a okay. rip and start. Okay. Stephanie's smoking out of her beautiful Wanda bong. A bong called Wanda. Here we go. I'm going to start it. Okay. I'm going to talk about installing shelving. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, here is, and I'm going to preface this. I'm going to make this really quick. I went to carpentry school. I am a... I know what the fuck I'm doing. Anyway, I bought these things to install on the wall for my cat so she can be away from a puppy. Anyway, I made not one, not two, but three fucking trips to the fucking hardware store. So I can, because this is a hundred year old house. The studs are not a 16 or a 24 or a 12 inch. There's no rhyme or reason where the fucking studs (laughs) are. It's not even drywall. It's this weird fucking plaster stuff. And then there's some these back. It doesn't matter. What it matters is that every even though I went to school for this shit, I still feel like an idiot. Every time I try a project in the home, I feel like a big, dumb shit. And so what my whole thing is, is if you feel at home going, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. This is so complicated. I wish I went to school for something like this. It doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's it. That's it. Oh, my God, Steph. That made me feel better. I tear apart the walls in my apartment. (laughs) I drilled eight, eight needless holes in the fucking wall. (laughs) And I know what the fuck I'm doing. I have a stud finder. Did the stud finder alert me to studs? Yes, I did. Did I drill a hole to where the stud finder said there was a stud? Yes. Was there a stud behind it? No. Oh my I God, hate what? stud finders. I feel like not, they don't fucking work right. And we bought an expensive one. It was supposed to be the one that could like tell electrical and all this other shit and like tell you if you were in the center of the stud or to the left or the right of it. Oh my Didn't God. fucking matter. Steph, have you ever tried using a magnet to find studs? No, I've never heard of this. This is what I do because I don't trust fucking stud finders. 
I have a really strong magnet. It's a fridge magnet that's supposed to like hold up a pencil or something, but it's fucking strong. It's like a mm-hmm. you have to pry it off. And I put it up to the wall and like I go in like kind of a snake pattern up and down and it finds the nail. Oh, in this in the actual like two by fours. Yeah. Or in the drywall that's nailed into the studs. I see. Yeah. So that so some it's hard to find where it, the magnet will stick, but it will stick. Oh. Wow. Hot tip from Kayla. Yeah, hot tips from Kayla. <laughs> but I still, <laughs> I, but it doesn't fucking matter because I still tear my walls. <laughs> it does. It honestly, like, if anyone out there struggles with like home projects, just know if you don't take a minimum of at least two to three visits to a hard- hardware store for one project, you didn't do it right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And also remember, measure twice, cut once, or safety third. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Say what's first and second. <laughs> what's first and second? Ah, gosh. Shit, fuck. And then, yeah, I don't know. A lot of swearing. Well, teamwork is second. Teamwork <laughs> is second. So like, and friendship is first. <laughs> friendship first, teamwork second, safety third. <laughs> <laughs> Safety, you've been bumped. <laughs> you've been bumped. Well, anyway, that was my bong box. Oh, we love your bong box. Yeah. And I love you for being this far into the episode, stoners. Thanks for making it all the way to here. That's pretty cool. I often don't finish a podcast, but we're short and sweet. <laughs> so, hi. Thanks for getting here. I'm so baked. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Good. You got, you got this. I you can, can do it. do it. We'd love for you to give us a rating. You can do so at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a shout-out on the episodes themselves on Spotify if you want. And if you give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on the podcast. And you can visit our official website, stonerchickspodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list. You can buy merch. You can find out about upcoming shows like my monthly sketch show with paperback sketch at the Pack Theater once a month. The links are on there. You can also catch me in Vision Euro at Comedy Sports in Fremont in November and December. You can check out Phoebe's Illuminati show with Jet City Improv at West of Lennon, also in Fremont, Seattle. So go on there for links to that. Keep your ears to the ground. I am going to be in a holiday show uh, in December 15th and 16th. Uncle Mike runs Christmas. It'll be in 20th, 2nd, 23rd. But there'll be more information to follow. I'm definitely going to be going to that. So let's all go to Stephanie's show and have a joint (laughs) in the street after. Yeah. I always Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can find us on social media as well. If you can't make it all the way to Seattle or LA, you can check us out on TikTok at Broccoli Broads, on Instagram at Stoner Chicks Podcast. You can pay for as little as $3 a month at patreon.com slash stonerchicks. You can get all kinds of bonus content. We've got over 50 episodes waiting over there for you. And starting at $6, you can join us for the monthly smoke sesh, which is always a fucking awesome time. You can send us an email at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. Send Stephanie your high thoughts, 
send us your recipes for one day we're going to publish recipes, stoner recipes somewhere. 60 second recipes. And let us know how you want to be credited for your recipe. You can send us snail mail at P.O. Box 805869810. You can also exchange stickers with Phoebe that way. <laughs> and I'm also like wondering what stoners always say. Grace, what do stoner chicks always say? Friendship first, then teamwork, and then safety. <laughs> safety third. Smoke, smoke your weed. Smoke your weed. <laughs> smoke your weed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>